You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride Podcast. And on Twitter at the Slow Ride Pod. Enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to the 277th episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Matt in snowy Minneapolis. And this is Spencer in Boston, Massachusetts. Little guy, you put a little you put a little funk on that intro. I, I uh, wasn't expecting that. A little curveball there. Well, I try. You know, uh, Tim's not here this week. He's back in Scotland for the 400th time this year, I think. I uh, can't keep him away. Um, I know that Scottish food is not going to help your guys attempt to beat me at DK, so I am fine with it. Mm-hmm. It's also not going to help that uh, soft ride beam if you do choose to accept the soft ride beam. So I'm feeling good. Well, you know, he's out there. Uh, I'm sure he is trying yet again to cash in that Valverde uh, winning Worlds uh, bet that he made um, to help the effort, you know, the Kansas effort that we have. So that tandemonium will be coming for you, little guy. I uh, don't worry about that. Are you guys going to make T-shirts that say tandemonium? Oh, yeah. To wear? 100%. Because that would be really good. Um that will make me feel really good. I, I I'll tell you off the top. I had a um, up and down week, oh. bike wise, emotionally. Uh, it's it's winter here. <laughs> emotionally, it was emotional. Yeah. It was an up and down emotional bike week because okay, winter in Minnesota. I think I've told you and Tim this a lot on the podcast, and you guys know. Yeah, um, it destroys everything. Yeah, everything breaks. So, uh, almost a week ago Monday, I ripped some pants. Uh, okay. that, was, that was great. Uh, as you know, uh, being a messenger, you destroy a pair of pants at least every two weeks, unless you wear car hearts, in which case you can't really bend your legs. So it's sort of a, sort of a either or, yep. uh, choice to make in life. I chose car hearts. So that wasn't too bad. Yeah. But then, then Tuesday I, um, broke a spoke. Oh, that's always a bummer. And, yeah. But I was two blocks from home. So not too bad. Right. Front, front or, uh, had, or rear. Rear, um, and I, I gotta say, I found this wheel 10 plus years ago in an alley. So, <laughs> uh, you know, I can't be too mad at it for no. failing eventually. That's a, that's a pretty good run. But yeah, it was a good run. So was, there, was this the upwards trajectory of your emotional thing or was that a downward? No, this was down, this was down, but not okay. too bad. I thought no big deal. And okay. I had, then I had, then I go back up because I had some spokes that were the same length in my pile of random spokes of course you did so i'm like cool i'll fix that later but then also when i got home with the broken wheel i noticed i think my boots are finally dead oh, uh, no. they've been they've been dying a slow death and i and i they're just coming undone i had them fixed a few times i needed new boots so i went and got new boots i found some nice boots oh. i was happy All back right. up then later i go to fix my wheel i put a spoke on I'm up. I'm going higher. I'm going higher. I'm going higher. And as soon as I get it tensioned, another spoke breaks. Oh, no. So then I put on another spoke. I break another. And then I break a, a third spoke. You know, that's, so, 
Like I'd have yeah. probably given I I would have repaired the first one, but when the second one broke, that, that would be it for that wheel. You got to redo the whole thing or just toss I know. it. Put it back in the alley from whence it came, little guy. <laughs> well, see, I would love to have done that, but um I I think I've told you guys this. Uh a lot of pride. I have one clincher wheel and I have a lot of tubular wheels. Okay. Too many tubular wheels. I look around my basement and I'm like, why do I only own one rear clincher wheel with a, you know, that can accept multiple gears? So I needed this wheel for the next day to go to work. Okay. So I ended up like detensioning the whole wheel, putting on another spoke, got it mostly true, but it's got a hop in it now after the multiple explosions of spokes. The best I could get is a little hop. It's dying. I need a new. I need a new wheel. So the next day I go a, to our uh, That's a local, pretty big low uh, on your roller coaster here. Yeah. But then I'm, I'm back. I'm like fairly level because, hey, I'm cruising. I got the bike going again. It's not perfect, but it's functional. It's worked for a couple days. Yep. I go to buy a rim so I can rebuild this wheel. I find a sweet DT Swiss rim for super cheap because it's been sitting nice. around forever. No one rides rim brakes except me anymore. I'm super happy. Um, then the next morning... I take my bike out to go to work on Friday and I'm like, I got to raise my saddle a little. I got those new boots. Oh no. And then I'm like, where's my multi-tool because my saddlebag isn't on my bike anymore. Oh no. And I realize <laughs> at some point in the last few days, someone has stolen my saddlebag off my bike. And I did not notice until, I don't know, a day later, two days later, three days Aww. later, four days later. I don't know when my saddlebag was stolen or where it was stolen, but somebody stole my saddlebag, which right. is rude. Very rude. It is rude. So, little guy, are there any identifying marks on this saddlebag that uh, citizens of Minneapolis-St. Paul can be on the lookout for? It's kind of a... Uh, kind of looks like the yellow submarine from, uh, you know, the, the Beatles movie, but it's kind of a <laughs> turquoise yellow thing. It was made by Andy at Trash Bags here in Minneapolis. I'm pretty sure, at least at the time it was made, it was the only saddlebag he'd ever made, and he was kind of grumpy about making it. So All right. I don't know if I can get him to make me another one. And, uh, so it's, it's you know, actually I mean, it, pretty distinctive is what you're saying. I was expecting you to say it's small and black. <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's it's fairly large, and it's like, I don't know, a bluish teal and yellow and... Yeah, I really liked hmm. it, and it had my tools in it. I want my tools and my tube back. All so. right, so not only is this a blow to your ego and to your week, uh, that, you know, the final downturn there on that roller coaster really set the pit of your stomach going, but it's also, it sounds like probably a blow to your Dirty Kansas training, uh, because that is where you're going to keep some spare parts and things on your bike as you yeah. attempt to defeat me and Tim. Well, yeah, definitely. Um, from what I've learned about Dirty Cans, it seems like people get between five and 4,000 flats. Uh -huh. um, seems like people get a lot of flats. And, yeah. and so I think I'm going to have to bring, I'm going to have to get some of those weird tubeless wheels, I think. I think um, if you're a wheel sponsor, uh, get in touch right now. We need you. <laughs> um, but also, I'm going to need to carry some tubes. So, yeah, I'm going to have to get a new saddlebag. i got to get a new pump, multi-tool. Well. That works, man. That sounds like your problem, little guy, because uh, me and Tim, mm -hmm. we're in the clear. No flats for us because 
flats uh, only happen to bikes with two wheels, and we're going to be on the tandem. Wait, how many wheels do you have on your tandem? <laughs> okay, moving on. Uh, there was a lot of cyclocross happening uh, this week. You know, we're deep into the winter now. We're we're in December. We are we are closing in on nationals in the U.S. We are closing in on the Christmas period in Belgium. Um, so we don't have any road to talk about all the smart roadies are kicking it up. They're on vacation. They're on a beach somewhere, except for a few who are racing cross that are racing cross that are trying to, uh, do the wild van art program, the MVDP program and, uh, and dip the toe in the waters. Um, what was going on? Well, Saturday we had the, I think it was the Ethius in Essen cross and, uh, Voss made her her return oh, yeah. to cycle cross, and of course, like a Voss, she crushed it and won. I didn't get to catch uh, much of that one personally. I don't know if you did, but um, as usual, I am dealing with a child during the women's race. <laughs> yeah, um, I but I, I saw a yeah. few highlights from this. the The biggest thing that I think is a takeaway from it um, was that uh, Voss in first, Vass in second, and K in third was the shortest amount, the smallest amount of letters on a podium ever with nine total letters. <laughs> that also sounds like a strange law firm too. So Voss, Vass and K. Yeah. Yeah. Personal injury to your ego. Cause they just crushed you. Yeah. Like, like Mariana Voss did. Um, she, she rode away from that field. It was, it was pretty brutal. Um, I didn't catch the men's race at all though. Little guy. Um, what happened in Essen? I heard one, at least one famous roadie was in the field. Yes, Ibar was back. That was cool, um, which is always nice, too, because then you get the shots of the back markers a little bit or like the mid pack, which you wouldn't mm. normally get. But it was a little bit of a weird race. We didn't have two Nerets. We didn't have uh, Vanderpool or Matthew Vanderpool. We had a David Vanderpool. Uh, you know, we didn't have uh, we didn't have Vanderhaar. We didn't have Ailey. Uh, we didn't have Michael Van Torn out, I think, too. And we didn't have a lot of the top cross guys. And so um, Hermans just rode away with it, did his best Matthew Vanderpool impression, went to the front, turned the screw, and just went away. Like, didn't, huh. not even a big attack, just an acceleration, and then put 10 seconds into everybody every lap. Um, and Sweek ended up in second. Um, he put on, Hermans put on quite, quite a show, I gotta say. I feel like when the top guys aren't there, there's kind of that feeling of like, people are like, oh, I can win. I can win. And yeah. it feels like usually Herman's is just like, and pushes everybody out of the way. And it's like, no, <laughs> it's me. So is there a bit of res- uh, reverse psychology happening right now where the cyclocross scene has kind of tricked all the roadies into training in the middle of December? <laughs> Yeah. Where and then all the roadie or all the cross racers are like, ha, now we can get the good like the hotel rooms aren't booked on the beach because it seems like that's where <laughs> Vanderpool was and all these folks. Yeah. They were all doing their, their mid season training camps. I think so. It works. It also kind of pays to not be like cause Vanderpool's gonna win everything he shows up to. Yeah. It kind of pays to be that second tier guy because then your team doesn't send you to the camp. They say, no, someone's got to stay and ride these races while Toon and Vandahar <laughs> are at the camp. Yeah. And then Herman's is like, okay, 
I won't do the camp, but I'll go and show up and get a W, whereas those guys won't get as many Ws as me this year because they only show up to the A races and they get third and I get fourth. Ooh, what's the, you know, like, yeah, at the end of the day. I don't know. So how does that uh, translate then for some of those A guys that did show up like Sweek, who then got second? Uh, well, Sweek, Sweek had kind of a weird race. I thought he kind of, I don't know, he started slow and I don't, I don't really remember why. He kind of got stuck in some traffic. And then once he got in the second, Hermans was so far ahead. I kind of feel like he, not, I don't know if he shut it down, but he definitely was just kind of like riding in second. It seemed like he wasn't going full gas because he was saving himself for Sunday today uh-huh. for Zonhoven, the sand. Zonhoven. Oh, I love yes. Zonhoven. Little guy. I never, so good. I never remember all the names of these races. I gave them all confused because they're all little towns in Belgium or whatever, and I don't know yeah. where they are. I have not been to them, so I'm unfamiliar. And I'm like, I know the one that's my favorite, and I, and it turns out that it's Zondhoven, and it was today. <laughs> and I woke up this morning and put it on, and I was like, oh yes, this is this is the one. I love this race, little guy. I it's love great. it. It's a fantastic race. Did you get the best falls? Uh, the best, oh my God, I can't believe they went that fast through that section. Yeah. Moments. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Today, um, at least in the men's race, I didn't get to see the women's. I think you can fill me in on the women's, but the men's, Tunerich took the win, but it wasn't really a sure thing until Sweek took a corner a little too tight and turned that front wheel a little too much with yeah. like a lap, half a lap to go and went over the bars. But other than that, I think Sweek was, he had, clawed back a lot of time he looked good he was going faster through the sand man i yeah. don't know yeah sweet with the unfortunate uh uh tea kettle impersonation there towards the end uh really put a damper in it for him but another strong second place for the uh powell's rider um yeah i don't know he's been he's been riding high he hasn't got the w's that we're expecting mm. with the 16th place from trek uh slow ride podcast bump Yep. But a lot of podiums for that guy. So uh, definitely. Two, yeah. Definitely. Two second places. No big deal. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But two Nerds taking the win. We, uh, you know, we should give him the, give him the W. He seemed a little, uh, seemed a little tired, I'd say for a yep. part of this season, a little bit like almost there. Always seems like he's got heavy legs, you know, like he's mm-hmm. fast enough. Maybe he's trained too much or I don't know. He just seems a little bit like he's missing a little snap. Obviously, no one has the Vanderpool snap, but everybody else seems to have a little more snap than him. He's always there, but he seems labored. Yeah. So it was nice to see him get a win. Obviously, winning there in the Belgian national kit, um, super prestige. Yeah. Good thing for him. You know. For sure. Um, and then on the women's side, uh, we had a pretty great race. A um, lot of a uh, lot of back and forth. A lot of um, Sanakan up there in the front, and then fading. Uh, in the middle of the race, she okay. she ended up uh, I don't know where down down a little ways, um, but she was uh, in the lead, you know, first and second lap, and so. Um, but in the end, it uh, it turned out to be a group of four going in the last lap. Emery um, versed um, uh, Celine Del Carmen Alvarado. Um, we had Arzufi there, and um, I think Castellines was there, uh, the Euro okay. champ. Yeah. Um, so that, uh, that super sweeping, super deep rutted, uh, 180 that goes into a little sand kind of uphill deal. Um, this is very famous. Um, 
they went into that in the last lap and ran smack into like six lapped riders. <laughs> and it was just kind of a mess. Uh, they're yeah. all trying to shoulder the bikes and run up that Santa section through all these riders who didn't seem to know that they were there and like where some of them were getting out of the way and some of them weren't. And it was, it was rough. It was rough for the UCI. It was not a good look for the officials, uh, there at the event. Unfortunately, um, Elvarado came out with a, with a, like a second or two gap over versed. Um, and it just looked at that moment to have been decided by that, uh, that miss mishap, I guess. But somehow, Amory Versk, in that last third of a lap, clawed her way back to Alvarado's back wheel. And they made that final turn into the straightaway for the finish. And Amory Versk laid down a sprint and took it over Alvarado on the line. It was awesome. It was a very good race. Um, Almost derailed by some funky lap rider business. But in the end... Didn't really affect uh, a great show, so that was good. Did did the UCI change its um, policy on lap riders? Because I noticed that in the men's race too. I saw a lot of lap riders. I saw them like swinging over and looking <laughs> back. I got a little nervous a few times. Uh, mostly, not that I'm worried that they'll influence the race. That I'm worried they'll give a bad name to the slow pokes that try to do the a race. Like <laughs> yeah. I've been in the past. Like I feel a little bit like a personal shame. Cause I've been that guy that's like trying to finish his lap, but doesn't want to get in Tim Johnson's way at the same time, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah. And I, and I don't want to be that guy that, you know, uh, see you remember when I slipped out in front of Vervecken in a warm up lap and was really worried as I fell down that I maybe had taken out the multiple time world champion. Of course he just rode around me because that corner in no way posed a challenge to him. No, but you know, <laughs> but like the, I, I noticed in the men's race too, like a lot of lap riders, I'd see them out there. And a lot of times you don't see lap riders. They're just poof. They're gone. They're raptured yeah. away. You know? Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I don't know if they've moved it from an 80% rule to like a 99% rule or, or what, but, um, yeah, a lot of lap traffic out there. Um, yeah, there's a video floating around. It was floating around on the internet. I, Shortly, I was a short-lived meme there for a while uh, from a USGP Madison where um, I was filmed running up the run-up and the whole crowd on both sides is chanting, don't get lapped, don't get lapped, don't get lapped. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I because Jeremy this. Powers is bearing down on me from behind. And yeah. I only had a few turns to go for the finish line. Um, very good. I did hold yeah. it out. I ran till nice. my eyes bled. Like I ran faster right then than I have ever in my life. And no, oh, no, I yeah, I totally understand. There's no, <laughs> there's no time you can go faster than when you just try to save a little, <laughs> a little bit of honor. It was, it was, yeah, it was pretty great. It was maybe my claim to fame in cyclocross. So yeah, yeah. Um, uh, couple other points I want to make. I watched the um the race today. It was a super prestige today, right, Zondhoven? Yep. Yep. So all the barriers there, did you notice all the all the crowd barriers along the side of the course were those ones with the crazy feet that stick out? Yep. Yeah, it was they were maybe even more ridiculous than the normal ones that the feet stood. Like these must have stuck out at least a foot. Like so you're huh. riding, you're sprinting along and you think the course is, you know, X wide 
but it's actually a foot narrower than that on either side. And I didn't see any yeah. major carnage due to that, but it, oh, it, I was terrified the whole time that someone was just going to stack it. Yeah. I just, someone's got to invent a better, a better, better barrier. It's, it's, it's multiple times a year. It becomes a problem. You know, it's, it's, I mean, they exist. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't have the answer. I mean, and obviously you got to make everybody buy it then too. And I'm sure a lot of these municipalities that have them for like crits and road races are just like, yeah, we don't care. But I mean, yeah, it becomes an issue at least a couple times a year. Somebody hits one in a bike race and, you know, Stybar was in the race today and it was years ago that he lost a bunch of teeth or something, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. Uh, well, it's scary. I've certainly been afraid of those things, so. Ugh, they're terrifying, and these these ones I don't know. If you go back and watch the race, it's they're oh, yeah. they're vicious looking. They're nasty. I don't know why. I don't know why they exist. I don't know why. One's probably for very reasonable reasons, like you described. But some races have them. I mean, can we just share the love and and send those to the next race or whatever? I don't know. Well, they need to do like the old uh, Minnesota Cycling Federation just had the. Uh, the 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 box of stakes, yeah, <laughs> that moved around. I maybe that's happening now, but it's two, and I'm not as involved. But she said that box of stakes that just moved around everybody, you know, and you break one or two, but you know, you you, you know, you replace one or two, you just kind of share the love with them. I don't know. Yeah. Well, maybe someday European cyclocross will catch up. Uh, Here's where they're going to do it. They're finally gonna they're finally gonna fix this problem when. A pretty face like Michael Matthews crashes <laughs> uh-huh. on one and hurts himself. That's when the the the, the UCI is going to step in and be like, "We got to deal with this problem." This sounds I like I think an, it's the Michael Matthews thing. This sounds like a great opportunity, little guy, to discuss this in much further detail mm-hmm. during the premium lap. Oh, okay. My name is Matthew Vanderpool, and I don't listen to the Slow Ride podcast. Little guy, we are here in the Premlap, and today we are riding for the Works Hydro Shot. Now, this is a product we have been talking about for uh, a, a little while now, and it's for mm. good reason. It's because it's awesome. <laughs> because yes. it really really works really well and uh it's easy to get behind so if you somehow don't already know what we're talking about head over to yourcleanbike.com and check it out this is a website that works has set up uh for wide angle podium uh shows to send their listeners to check out the stuff and get a, a special deal they, they it's a it's a power cleaner um that you can use to clean off your bike uh if you're racing cross if you're racing mountain bikes if you're mm-hmm. you know just generally needing to clean things up like commuting in winter yeah commuting oh. in winter oh my god what a good you yeah. need to clean your bike cuz if you don't all your spokes are going to break man <laughs> that is that is true um so the power cleaner is great because it's a happy medium um it's much much more powerful than your garden hose but much less powerful than your typical power washer that's just going to start tearing the paint off your beautiful carbon frames. Um, 
and nobody wants that. You don't want to blow the decals off those zip wheels because then nobody will know how much you paid for them. Um, <laughs> so part of the deal is you can use this thing. It's very portable. It, it breaks apart. Like you come to, it comes apart, you pack it down, throw it in the trunk of your car, take it to the race, um, and it draws water, battery powered, totally portable, draws power or draws water from any water source that you have. So if you bring a five gallon bucket or something, you can just drop the little hose in there. If you have a, a lake or a pond or something you want to draw water from, you can do that. Um, they have a bottle attachment so you can, uh, attach like a, a two liter bottle or something similar to it, um, which makes it ultra mobile. Um, pretty great. Um, so anyway, head over to yourcleanbike.com. Check the HydroShot products out. I think you're going to like them. They got some brush kits specifically for bikes put together. Um, nice. And if you decide to get yourself a HydroShot, use the promo code CLEANBIKE to save yourself 15% off, which is great because it's not actually that expensive. That is no. honestly like... The the thing I was most impressed with, like I got it, I tried it out, it was awesome, and I was like, man, this thing is so cool, but like I don't need to spend another $400 on stuff from a bike. And then I looked it up, and I'm like, oh my god, this is actually affordable, this is great, and I save 15%. It's just a win-win. Yeah, I agree, it totally is. And it's it's become more uh, more... It's it's I've seen its importance even more as the temperatures dropped and I cannot turn my hose on anymore, but I still have dirty, dirty, dirty bikes. And there's nothing worse than cleaning it in the basement with a rag and a bucket and then you got a pile of dirty water on your floor. It, it doesn't work. Take it outside, yeah. shoot it off in two seconds, and then bring it inside and lube it up. I mean it yep. it it makes a difference. It does. Uh, another thing that has made a difference for me this year is, uh, heading over to wideanglepodium.com slash coffee and getting some coffee beans from Grimper Brothers that support the Wide Angle Podium Network. I have been basically living off of the full Schleck, uh, beans. They are a great light roast blend from Grimper and it just does the trick every morning. Uh, we've also got Cycle Cross Friends espresso blend, uh, if you like a little darker coffee, that might be the ticket for you, but um, head over to wideanglepodium.com slash coffee and uh, check it out. Makes good holiday gifts as well. Be a good stocking stuffer. We've got uh, two more things we need to get to in this pre-lap, little guy. All right. One, do you believe in miracles? <laughs> WAP. Oh, yes, I do. Miracle WAP. Yes, you nailed it. Uh, in collaboration with Buckler Skincare. Wide Angle Podium has a, a Miracle Wap chamois cream. Also makes a great gift, uh, you know, for the cycling fanatic in your life. Um, this stuff is extremely good. It is world tested by Tim Hayes himself and approved. Uh, miracle Wap, the tingle is a miracle. Check it out, bucklerskincare.com. And uh, help support the network that way as well. And the last thing, maybe the most important thing that I want to get to is that speaking of those hydro shots that I was just uh, talking about and how cool they are and how great they are, we have an extra one that we need to give away. It's true. 
Yeah. Um, the, the fine folks over at works sent us a hydro shot. They want to give it away, uh, leading into the holiday season here. They were feeling generous and, uh, they sent us one and we're going to give it to one of our lucky listeners. And, uh, we're going to do a sort of a contest with it. Um, we need a post on Twitter from you. You're going to have to tag a slow ride podcast. You're going to have to tag works tools. It's W R W O R X tools. And, uh, and you're going to have to hashtag my clean bike. Those three things. That's what you need to do. Okay. And in your I tweet, could do that. I'm a dummy. I could do that. What else yeah, I got to do? Even you can do that. So in your tweet, tweet at us, tweet at works and use the hashtag my clean bike. And then include any GIF that you can find that would describe your feeling if you won this works hydro shot. <laughs> like how happy your bike would be to have it. How happy you would be to have it. Yeah. The, we need reaction gifts. We need them sent uh, to at the slow ride pod at works tools and hashtag my clean bike. I think, I think even you can handle this little guy. I know you don't use Twitter that often. Mm-hmm. I can do it. I could do it. I mean, I'm not going to do it because I'm, I'm pretty sure if I read the fine print, neither me nor my relatives are allowed to enter. That's true. Yeah. Unfortunately, but you and but, Tom Boone and Tom Boone are both disqualified, <laughs> but I'm looking forward to seeing uh, how happy people's bikes will be. Yeah. I want to think that it's all a bunch of clients that took the phone from their owner and they texted in <laughs> how happy they're going to be when they get yeah. clean. I think it, probably everybody has a client somewhere deep in the garage that they dig, <laughs> if they dig back far enough under behind the boxes and things, they'll find a client back so. there. Um, so we're, we're super looking forward to this. I think it's gonna be really fun. We're going to let it go for, uh, a, I don't know. What day is it? Uh, probably about two weeks or so, maybe to the end of the year. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Let's start getting them in. We're gonna pick. Uh, we're gonna pick a, a random winner out of the entrance that we get. So be sure to. There might be a little skewing of the. You know, depending on how funny, how good your gif is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, there won't be. I mean, there might be. Who's to say? Yeah, you know, get get it in early. Get in one late. Just keep keep throwing them at us. Yeah, multiple entries are allowed. If you make us laugh twice. I mean, that's, that's, that's double, that's double the chance that you win. I think we nailed it. Uh, let's wrap up the Supreme Lap and uh, get back to the show a little bit. This is Abby Mickey from Rally UHC Professional Cycling Team, and you're listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. We got a couple emails this week. Uh, I think we got to address. Okay. I'm ready. One specifically, this is from Brandon Conine. Conine? I'm probably pronouncing your name wrong, Brandon. I'm sorry. That's the first this time it's happened on this show. The, yeah. This one is very particular to last week's episode. You like this? Okay. He says, fellas, I think you've made a killer choice by picking Getaminus Bagdonus for your team. I think I nailed that. Uh, through random happenstance, Gediminas and I have a mutual friend, and through even more randomness, I ran into him at Yorkshire Worlds. We rode Whoa. together for a bit and chatted while he was out reconning the course. 
Super nice dude, and you better believe he can make the early breaker lay down the steady tempo to defend the jersey <laughs> once the gummy bear takes yellow. Keep up the great work, fellas. B. And then he, uh, he, he, he put a little nice picture of him riding with the man himself, um, in his, That's amazing. in his national kit. So full proof there. He wasn't just claiming. Uh, I think we made a good choice. Unfortunately, pro cycling stats I checked after getting this email says that we made the choice a little too late and that, uh, our buddy Getamina seems to be, according to pro cycling stats, officially retiring at the end of the year. So, mm. Hopefully, uh, well, on to bigger and better things for him. But I was hoping he we would see him f- flying our colors at least at the Volta. I feel like if uh, if our sponsor comes through that we're expecting, uh, we and we do secure this world tour license, that uh, we can probably sneak him out for at least one more year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna be kind of like a Floyd's team thing, right? Too right. Like we're just gonna like get a bunch of money, just blow it all in one big year. Like we're gonna sign everyone. We're going to get enough money for like a three-year team, but we're just going to give everyone really fat contracts and just yeah, do yeah. one one flash year. That's oh, going to be great. Well, that was pretty sweet. Um, uh, it's amazing. amazing that you got to ride with him. It looks pretty awesome. Um, the other one we got, uh, this is from Zachary Schuster. Um, Never heard of him. <laughs> he says, uh, he said his question is about Zwift etiquette. Oh, I was, <laughs> so this one's okay. for you, Spencer. Expert area of expertise for us. So yeah. Uh, okay. Since I was recently swifting, uh, trying to burn off some of those Thanksgiving turkey calories, and happened upon a fellow friend and wide-angle podium contributor crushing some sweet spot intervals. My computer was too far away, and I did not have my phone and the Zwift app messenger handy. But I still wanted to acknowledge our virtual encounter. Calling on what I've learned from the slow ride pod, I calmly pulled in front of him proceeded to have my Zwift guy wave several times. How he does <laughs> nice. that, I don't know. I don't understand Zwift. Unfortunately, I later learned my fellow traveler was trying to adjust his camera setting to take a picture to share in secret Twitter and completely missed my very friendly gesture. Uh, my question is this. What is the etiquette surrounding waving at fellow cyclists in Zwift? Is there a virtual exemption for the rules? Should I get one of those pecking birds like the Simpsons episode where Homer goes morbidly, gets morbidly obese and almost causes the nuclear power plant to melt down to peck at the wave button so I can constantly be waving. That's Not a deep a idea. Yeah. Since you guys are the official arbiter of these things, I uh, look forward to hearing our thoughts. Well, I mean, think, I think Spencer? we can say straight away that uh, it's unfortunate that Tim is not on this episode because I have a feeling he would have a lot of thoughts about Yeah, he's this. probably really mad that I read that right now, but that's cool. Yeah, it's going to be fine. Um, I, so... Here's here's my gut instinct is that obviously there's way too many people uh, on Zwift to be to be waving at everybody. And way too many, yeah. You could argue that they're not even real people. Yeah, they're some just, of them uh, might just be blenders. They might just be they might just be KitchenAid <laughs> machines like, just going in the background. Yeah, trying to get on. a Tron bike. Yeah, um, but. If you do happen to see somebody that you know, like you get a, I don't know if you're familiar, little guy, but you get a little scrolling thing of, uh, of names, uh, yeah. in the sidebar there of people that are within your vicinity, um, that you could catch up to or be caught by kind of thing. You know, like these are yeah. the people generally sort of near you. And if you see a name on that list that you recognize, um, as someone, you know, I feel like, yeah, you probably, 
should figure out a way to communicate with them. And I mean, there there is the chat feature. There is the uh, companion app that you can use on your phone to kind of uh, do things. But it sounds like Zach uh, wasn't prepared for this situation and uh, just just tried to wave. And, you know, I think that was the right thing to do, even if uh, it didn't get acknowledged. Um, I think that was probably the right move. Uh, I think you're right, Spencer. But the thing I remember from my small amount of time on Zwift is that <laughs> those names pop up really fast. I don't know how anyone can you you can actually take that in and well notice people because I remember just the my few times on Zwift just little names just everywhere and they as they go by and then like the people I'm by and I I never once was able to register a name I recognized even though then later people would like I saw you on there. And I was like, I, I didn't see anybody. I wasn't trying to be rude, but <laughs> no way did my brain ever work well enough to, yeah. maybe it's because all my other times on the trainer, I've been watching Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. So the brain's kind of checked out, but. That makes sense. Um, you got more than one, the one VHS tape to watch while you're. Zwift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I okay. watch The Freshman every year. Okay. And um, I love that movie, but I only watch it when I'm on the trainer. So I watch it once a year. So. There's a few other features on Zwift that um, I think could, could be appropriate in this situation. Um, unfortunately for Zach, you would need to have that companion app uh, ready to go, maybe mounted on your bars or something or, you know, in your jersey pocket, whatever. Okay. Um, but you can do, you know, more than just waving and stuff. They have some icons on that uh, on that app where you can actually make your guy um, say something audible uh, to everyone around you which is fantastic. Um, You only have a few choices. Um, I think you can say nice or you can say (laughs) hammer time or something like that. And you can say, you can have a negative one where you're like, I'm toast. And, uh, you know, I think uh, maybe say a nice over and over and over and over and over and over again until you get acknowledged might be a way to do it. Um, But that's what I would do. And wave all at once. All right. I mean, yeah, it's hard, man. It's hard. It's hard. And it's hard. It's like, I feel like I go for rides and I try to non run into a lot of people because I'm, it's too much work. So being on Zwift, it's like, it's, it's a lot of people there. I feel like well, I'm going to offend somebody. If those names are scrolling by way too fast, little guy, um, are you sure you're, maybe you can, oh, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but you might be kind of slow. No, that's true. I mean, so I, whenever the times I went on Zwift, every time, you know, pulls up that little, your power numbers and stuff at the end. And every, each subsequent time I went on Zwift, my functional, functional threshold kept going down. (laughs) And I was like, this isn't how it's supposed to work. Like, I, you know, it was like I went on it and then I went in a week later and I was like, oh, I lost 10 watts. <laughs> and then I went in a week later and I lost 10 watts. I was like, ugh, this isn't any fun. Um, so, you know, maybe yeah. I need a Peloton. It's going to be a rough off-season, little guy. going to be a tough one. Yeah, it could be. This year's the year. Hopefully that uh, that addresses uh, some of the issues Zach had. So uh, hopefully he can do a little better in the future. Um, at the very least, screen cap it. Send it to your friend later and be like, dude, I saw you. I did that once um, when I saw Michael Kiyokowski on Zwift and I screen capped that because that was pretty cool. 
but I don't have his email address to send it to him. So no, well, he was doing a cross race uh, recently. I think this not this week, maybe the week before. I think I saw a picture of him doing a cross race. So he's maybe not on Zwift as much this year because he's on the Vanderpool plan. Yeah, that's a big, uh, big training program shift then for him because yeah, this was last year that I saw him uh, on the Zwift. So totally different tactic. Yeah, interesting. Um, <clears throat> we do have one review that I want to get to as well. You may be surprised to hear it's a five-star review <gasps> on the uh, Apple Podcasts. It says, uh, <clears throat> thank you from one Klein fan to another. So much fun to listen to. Look forward to the podcast each week. Also, cite it as evidence that it would be sacrilege to trade in the old Klein mountain bike for a newer model. Even though I look at it and enjoy the paint job more than I ride it these days. Yeah, Some people just don't appreciate the classics. Klein bikes and Mitch Docker's hairdo like you do. <laughs> so that's a great review. Yeah. I love it. Uh, I like to think of this podcast as being aesthetically pleasing. So, um, you know, that, that, that review really hits home for me. <laughs> it's a good one. That was nice. I like it. Well, thanks. Uh, we'll try to live, live up to that here. Yeah, that one was from uh, V Skid. V Skid. What does that mean? Yep. Um, speaking of aesthetically pleasing little guy. Oh, good transition. Yes. I saw a lot of Education First this week. Yep. They had their big kit reveal. Big kit reveal. Yeah. Mini training camp thing where it seems like they made Vanguarder and ride a mountain bike. So I think that was pretty good. <laughs> now, see, I didn't, I didn't see all the details. I saw it was a education first, big pro team, big Euro team, um, Tour de France contender, um, doing their kit reveal. And I assume it must be either in the Swiss Alps or Paris or maybe even like London because the UK is really going cycling crazy these days. Like mm-hmm. somewhere like maybe the, uh, Maybe they did the famous Beatles uh, Abbey Road thing, and they're all walking across. <laughs> that would been good too. Um, tell me, tell me more about it. Where, which, which one of these exotic locations was this thing? Well, it was in the exotic location of uh, northwestern Arkansas, which is quite lovely, I will say. Huh. But uh, Bentonville, Fayetteville—I don't know exactly where the Rafa boys with their all their money live. One of those two. Huh. Um, but it was there, and it was just three of them. It was. It was our huh. boy, TJ. It was Logan, I think. And it was Alex Howes. Um, and, you know, some shots of them ripping some mountain bikes and uh, hanging out with some downhill enduro dudes that were jumping off crazy scary drops <laughs> uh-huh. over them. Um, it was pretty cool. And there was one good shot. The one shot in there that I was like, man, I like that shot. was the shot of one of them on a mountain bike, one of them on like on a gravel bike or cross bike or whatever probably on one of them top stones or whatever, and one of them on the road bike. You know TJ was on the road bike? Yeah. I'm assuming Logan Owen was on the top stone and Alex Howes was on the mountain bike. I couldn't really break it down who was on which, but they got them all in one shot. That was nice. I liked that. That was nice. That's pretty That's pretty clever. I, I do appreciate that. That's good. Um, but uh, location aside, how did the kits look, little guy? I like the kit. It looks good. It's got a bunch of, um, it's got like a bunch of bars sort of 
Mm. Yeah, it's very different. Yeah, I mean, it's so they retain the pink. We were talking about this last week. Will they retain yeah. the pink? Will they keep the same kit? They didn't keep the same kit. They 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 added kind of a like a pink tiger attack their kit, pink and blue tiger sort mm-hmm. of thing attack their kit. I like it. I don't know if I like it as much as the tie dye, but that's you know I'm also a guy that's made his own tie dye t shirts in the bathtub. So like, <laughs> eh, does my opinion count? <laughs> I don't think it does. Clearly not. (laughs) Like, like I do own a live dead tape, you know, like, so, um, take that for what you will. Grain of salt. I understand. Not for everybody. I like it. I don't know. I'm still partial to the old one, but I, there's no reason this won't currently still be my top pick when we do the draft. Right. Right. Um, once all the kits are revealed, it still looks great. Um, the dark shorts kind of blend nice, I think. Uh, and, you know, so you can still ride and get a little dirty and not be miserable. No, it looks good. What do you think? I I kind of feel the same. Um, I I don't hate it, but I don't... I, I haven't seen it enough yet to definitively say, but right now my instinct is that I do not love it more than the current uh, EF kit. Um, which has really grown on me and is really an amazing kit. Um, yeah. So yeah, missing with it is always going to feel a little strange, uh, but maybe this one will grow on me. Um, we'll have to see time will tell, but uh, the changes that have been made are, I can't tell if they're made to make the kit better or they're just made to make it different than this year's, you know? Yeah. I think it could be just, yeah, I don't know. I was kind of the same. Like, is it just to be mix it up? Um, I don't know if it makes it better, but you know, I, 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 I voted for it being the best kit for sure out there. So like anything I was going to be a little questioning and I still, I still like it a lot. So third year running guys, you did it. I'm, I'm already calling it best (laughs) kit in the Peloton and no one else is even, um, throwing it in yet you know what i was thinking about this and i just i just had to do a quick google search i was trying to remember what this kit with these bar and the more like squiggly bars made me think of um if anyone out there remembers the second album by mgmt (laughs) on the cover of this album there is like a little cat on a surfboard and a big wave that's shaped like a cat eating the little cat and in the background there's uh pink and blue like total uh, ef colors um, background. That's what I was thinking of. I was staring at this earlier and I was like, man, I feel like I've seen that. And obviously this is different. Um, but anyway, uh, everybody go listen to, uh, the second album by MGMT. Congratulations. It is weird and good. And the album cover will make you think a little bit of EF. If you're like me. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess I can see that. I, uh, I just pulled that up quickly. Um, not familiar with that one, but, uh, yeah, I, can, I, I guess I could see where your brain could get there. Uh, here's what I'll say about that. Here's my review of that. Less radio yep. hits than the first one. Much better well, album all around. Isn't it always the case, little guy? Isn't better album, less case? less less songs you're going to hear at that person you haven't talked to since high school's wedding. <laughs> Perfect. Um, I am going to reserve my judgment on the EF kit until I get more of these reveals from the rest of the teams. Cause man, I'm holding out faith that somebody else gets just gets wild this year. Like pulls an EF. Like 
I think that there has to be with the reaction uh, that the world media had and the fans had to the EF kit, just the the acceptance of it, that somebody yeah. else is going to see that and take the opportunity to jump on that bandwagon uh, before it's too late. Um, I don't see it happening, man. I don't know. I'm looking at all the teams right now, and like we've we've got Dimension Data is becoming what NTT, and we saw that already. Yeah, it's, it's fine. It's big, I can look at it, but whatever. It's a know? big wolf. No, that's a bad yeah. one. Enios, uh, I think, has already released theirs. I can't tell if they changed anything. Who knows? Even if they <laughs> did, I mean, no, there's nothing there. Um, and well, otherwise, we've got a lot of like fine kits. I think we don't know what the Israeli cycling merger with Katusha. Yes. Um, There's a lot of potential there. Uh, I know FDJ just, they tried to get a little weird this year. Yeah. Maybe they push it. Maybe they push it even further um, for 2020. Um, Maybe, boy, yeah, you're kind of right. I don't know who could do it. You know who needs a refresh? Hmm. More than anyone. Mitchelton Scott. Yeah. They need do a kit th- that matches the quality of the team. Yeah. Do you think that they could bring the heat? Do you think if they hired like a designer and just were like, go crazy, get nasty with this, like just do, just do whatever. Do you think they, do you think management there w- <laughs> I, could, could do what, that? Do you think they have it in them? What is Mitchelton? I don't even remember. Scott is the just, bikes and I, I've never known the Scott bikes to be, um, Super like crazy that. with the paint jobs, though they did sponsor Sonia Duvall, which yeah, was just they sponsored a bunch of bananas for a few years. So, I mean, yeah, I have no idea what Mitchelton is. It always makes me think of the uh Razor brand uh that would compete against Gillette, but I know that's not correct. Yeah, I think um, you're wrong about that. They're sponsored <laughs> by Stetson Cologne from the 1980s, yeah. that guy on the horse in Central Park. Yeah, yeah, I. I don't know. I don't think anyone's going to bring the heat. I think EF, the EF is basically pulling a Vanderpool. They accelerated in the first lap. They went out hot yeah. early. Um, you know, a couple teams that already thrown their hat into the ring, but those were just basically like the whole shot, like total energy, whatever. Right. They just rode around them. Um, no big wolf. Uh, but, you know, they're, they're off. They got a big gap, and I think they're only going to keep padding it 10, 15 seconds every time somebody else releases a new kit. Unfortunately, yeah. until, you know, some of these second tier teams are goofy, but they're, they're still not up to EF, you know, but I think the Academy, we got to see what they do. They're the, they're the real wild card yeah. here. They could bring it. They could certainly upset the apple cart, uh, in this one. You know, my, my current favorite is the, um, the Bora hands grow kit. I think it looks great, but I think they like that clean aesthetic. I think they like the rigid kind ofness of it. I don't think they're willing to get weird. Yeah. Um, so maybe, what? maybe this new team will. I don't think I've ever asked you this. You like the Bora kit. How yeah. do you feel about the Vital Concept kit? Same colors, but a little more going on, wackier. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean it's better, but it is like a different take on the same color scheme. I like I like the Vital. Um, okay. I thought I've always boat. thought it was really good. Um, they've done a few different versions over the years that have all been pretty good. I thought yeah. um, I appreciate it. I the Conti teams, man, they're they're a lot like um, 
minor league baseball teams in the U.S. or or AHL hockey teams uh, mm-hmm. where they they sort of don't have the same media attention. So they also don't have the same sort of rigid standards and they can kind of get away with being a little weird. No standards. Um, and I love it when they, when they do do that. Um, you know, like the, uh, you know, like no, no NFL teams, you know, are going to name themselves the, the, I don't know what, like, yeah, like the, the honey like the, badgers or whatever, yeah. you know, like something. The Benville goofy, beavers but. or something. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like it's always just gonna be very like, oh, where are the, you know. Anyway, you know, I just went on. I just as you were talking, I jumped over to the Arkea Samsic. Uh, you know where Nairo's going next year. Uh, yeah. Their Instagram real quick because I think I was like maybe they're throwing up some new kit. Maybe they're gonna do something new for next year. And no new kit, uh-huh. but there are multiple pictures of their riders doing cross races. So. The Vanderpool Wild Banner <laughs> training plan is completely unstoppable. I, if we had some money for all the people that <laughs> laughed at the fact that all we did was talk about these guys the last few years and about how they were going to crush everybody with their unconventional racing constantly training plan, um, yeah, it's ev- it's everywhere. You can't you can't swing a dead cat in Europe right now without somebody being like, "Well, I'm going to throw try a little cross." Do a little cross racing, you know. I saw Sammy Sanchez doing a cross race. No, you didn't. Yeah, yeah. I saw pictures of that a couple of weeks ago. Sammy Sanchez did a cross race. That guy's probably done the same program. He's like 155 years old. Yeah. He's been racing <laughs> since we originally became in a, in a, like interested. Yeah. He's still younger than me. God damn it. How is that possible? <laughs> Do you know how old I feel, Spencer, when guys that I have literally been watching since the first moment I started watching cycling, I think that guy's got to be really old. He's two years younger than me. Uh, All right. That's a good place to stop. I better shut up now. I've insulted Sammy Sanchez. Sorry, Sammy. You've been racing since 2003. I have been racing like a bonehead since 2004. You win 100%. I think that's a I think that's a nice way to wrap this up. Put a put a bow on this show. Um, thank you for listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. You can always get in touch with us at the Slow Ride Pod on social media or at the Slow Ride Podcast at gmail.com if you want to email the show. Um, we are of course brought to you by Works and the Hydro Shot. Head over to yourcleanbike.com and use the code CleanBike to get yourself fifteen percent off. We also supported by uh, sales from Grumper Brothers um, of the Full Schleck or Cyclocross Friends Espresso Blends. Head over to wideanglepodium.com slash coffee to find those. And lastly, from Buckler Skincare, you can find the Miracle Wap chamois cream. Portions of those proceeds also go to support the shows on Wide Angle Podium. Um, our intro and outro music is courtesy of BK1 from Rhymesayers Entertainment. And uh, I think that is all the credits that we need to roll. Little guy, anything I missed? No, I think that's everything. All right. Sorry, Sammy Sanchez. I've been mad in Minneapolis. (laughs) And with apologies to Sammy Sanchez, this is Spencer in Boston. We'll be back to full strength next week. And uh, until then, remember to always wave at all your fellow cyclists that you see out on the road. 
the Slow Ride Podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at TheSlowRidePod.